So how do you get out of that that, that place? We've established its effects, the problems that depression creates. You know, it affects the physical body, it affects the person's economic situation, it affects relationships, it affects so many things. So how do you get out of that place of um, depression? Because that is not what God wants for you. He said, I will above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So soul prosperity includes being in a happy place, a happy state. We've looked at some of the causes. We've looked at potential triggers. Now the question is, how do you get out of that place? How do you get out of that place? So let's look at Psalm 31. And I want to establish that depression comes from a place of a sense of hopelessness where people cannot see the end in sight. People cannot see the end out of a situation. They can't see a good outcome. Failure to see a good outcome. So that means that there's an image in front of the person. The person has an image and that image is one of doom and gloom. So how do you get out of that place where all you are seeing is darkness and negativity to the place where you are actually seeing something positive happen? Let's look at the Bible. Psalm 31 verse 24. Psalm 31 verse 24. It says, Be of good courage, okay, and it shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. Be of good courage, and it shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. So he's talking about hope those who hope. Now when the Bible talks about hope, hope is not some abstract concept that you can really tell um, whether something good is going to happen or not. Okay, Hope is a definite assurance, a confident assurance of a good outcome. That's what hope is. So now he says that all those who hope in him should be of good courage. He says that and he will strengthen your heart. He will strengthen your heart. Now let's go to Psalm 33, verse 18. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy. The hope in his mercy. Let's look at Psalm 130, verse 5. There are a lot of scriptures here, I think, and quite a number of them were written by David. And it tells you that he went through some of those challenging moments where he was alone. There was a time he was running away from King Saul. Didn't have anybody around him. He was, his family was far away and he could, even though he had been anointed as king, but he could not see the outcome naturally. What did he say? He said that I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord. He said unless he had believed that he would definitely see the goodness of the Lord, he would have fainted completely. Would have fainted. So a lot of these psalms minister hope. Now let's look at Psalm 130 verse 5. Psalm 130 verse 5. It says, I wait for the Lord. My soul does wait. And in his word do I hope. He says, I wait for the Lord. My soul does wait, and in his word do I hope. He says that he waits on the Lord.
for the change, the desirable change, the desired change. He waits for the Lord for that change to come to pass. Then he says, my soul does wait, and in his word do I hope. So while he's waiting, what's he doing? His soul is waiting, meaning that his soul is focused on the Lord. His soul is focused on the, on the Lord. So he's directing his motions towards the Lord. He says that in his word do I hope. I hope in his word. And when he says that in his word do I hope, there's a specific word that is used for word. Okay, in, you know that the Old Testament was written in Hebrew and Aramaic. And the New Testament was written in um, Greek. Now, the Hebrew text says that in his Dabar, Dabar actually is translated, you know, so you have an, a Greek Septuagint of the Old Testament. So there's an early Greek translation of the Old Testament, which accurately represents the Hebraic um, version. Okay. Now, that translation, the Greek Septuagint says that this word Dabar is Rhema. Rhema. So he says that he is doing what? He is listening to what God is saying. That's what he's saying. He said, in his word do I hope. In his rhema, what God has said to me, I hope in his rhema. You know, Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says something powerful. He says that, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Then he says, thoughts of peace and not of evil. He says, to bring you a future and a hope or to give you a future and a hope. So there's something about God's plans for us. There's some, and God is not silent about his plans for us. When it comes to us, he says in Proverbs 4 verse 18, he says that the path of the just is as the shining light and it shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. The path of the just shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. So there's a hope ahead, okay? Your path will keep shining brighter and brighter. Tomorrow will not be darker than today. But how do you get that sense? How do you get that sense? Because when people are in a place of hopelessness, the first thing they need to see is that it is possible to come out of that place. That's the first thing. Okay, don't even try so hard to believe or anything. Just, just begin to see. You need to begin to change the picture. To see that something better is possible. Something better is possible. So he says that in his word do I hope. So he's hoping in the rhema. What is that rhema? The rhema is what God has said to you. It's not just what is written in the Bible because there's a lot written in the Bible. But as you are feeding on the word or you are even listening to a message, there's a portion that the Spirit of God will quicken for you. That, that, that scripture, as if God just spoke to your heart. And that picture usually gives you a beautiful image. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thoughts of peace. So if you're in a place where there's clamor, agitation, God says his plans for you are thoughts of what? Peace. Peace is shalom, shalom. It's, it's a place of rest with prosperity. He says that those are his plans for us. Jesus said to the disciples, he said, cheer up little flock. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. To give you the kingdom. Look at Psalm 131 verse 3. Let Israel hope in the Lord from henceforth and forever. You see, he says, let Israel hope in the Lord from henceforth and forever. 
Psalm 42 verse 5. Psalm 42 verse 5. Okay. There's an interesting scripture here. Quite a popular one. It says, Why art thou, okay? It says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Okay. <laughs> you, 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 you maybe like um, you picture David. So he was in a place where he was depressed. He said, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? O my soul. And why art thou disquieted in me? So there was some restlessness on the inside. What am I going to do next? What's tomorrow going to bring? How am I going to meet these uh, demands, all these requirements? How am I going to take care of them? He says, why are you disquieted in me? Then he says, hope thou in God. Hope thou in God. He says that keep your focus on the Lord. Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Okay? Now, look at something else he said here. He said, Oh my God, my soul, my soul is cast down within me. Ah, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan and of the Hermonites from the hill Mizar. Okay? So he says that the, his soul was cast down. But while his soul was cast down, what's he going to do? He says, hope in the Lord. Hope in God. He is the health of your countenance, he says. Hope in God. Hope in God. So what you need to do, you need to begin to listen to, I say, sweet words from the word of God. Sweet words. Don't listen to things that put pressure on you when you are in that place of depression. You want to come out of it you need to hear good words good words from God so listen to the Word of God the word of his grace remember in the book of Acts chapter 20 verse 32 Paul says something to the um, elders in when he was leaving I think that was the elders all the elders at Antioch he called them together and he was about to leave them and then he says something to them he said and now brethren that's in Acts chapter 20 verse 32 I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified. So he says that the word of his grace is what is able to build you up. So if you want to get out of that place, what you need is the word of his grace. And the word of his grace has been maligned all over the place. But remember, salvation is such good news that it's almost too good to be true. So God's good news is almost too good to be true. It's like when they went and told Jacob, your son Joseph is alive and he's sending for you. The Bible says he didn't believe it. But then when he saw the good things that Joseph had sent for him, the wagons and, and all the, the good things from Egypt, the Bible says that he said his spirit revived. His spirit revived. He had this picture of a, a dead son. And so that brought him into a place of depression and hopelessness. So Jacob was another person. When he heard that Joseph was, was dead, he said, he was so disturbed, he said, he would go to him. He said he would, he would, he would, he would, he would, he would go to him um, one day. He was so disturbed and so unhappy. For almost about 20 years, Jacob was a sad man. And he had become so 
so disillusioned. So even physically, it had taken a toll on him. But when the good news came from Egypt, from his son, the Bible says his spirit revived. And Israel said, I will go. My son Joseph is yet alive. I will go and see him. So there's something that the word of God does for us. The word of God gives us hope. So when we listen to the word of God, you don't, you're in that place, you just need to hear good words. Don't even try to work anything up on it. Just open your heart and receive. Just open your heart and receive. So as you hear the word of God, something glorious, some glorious changes begin to happen. Begin to happen. So that's what the Bible says. That's what the Psalm 42 verse 5 is telling us. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted in me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then you look at verse 11, the same chapter. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? So he said the same thing. Like David was saying the same thing. I believe David wrote this. He said to the chief musician, Maskil, for the sons of Korah. So he wrote it for the sons of Korah to sing. He says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. Okay? The health of my countenance and my God. So, he says, hope in God. So you have to hear the word of God. You have to begin to hear the word of me. And sometimes, the last thing you even want to do is, um, maybe you don't even want to go to church, you don't want to read the Bible or whatever. Thankfully, there are so many ways of consuming um, the word. So just say that, okay, five minutes. I'm going to give five minutes to hear the word. The, the, Bible, the Bible apps, you can even play them. You can play them. So find a, a place filled with good words, reassuring words, encouraging words, and just play it for five minutes. In those five minutes, just sit quietly and listen. And you can do five minutes at a time. Then you increase to seven minutes to ten minutes. And do that multiple times a day. You will see that the light will begin to shine. The light will begin to shine. Peter talks about the, the light that shines in a dark place until the day star arise. So as you give attention to it, suddenly you see that your expectation begins to change. Your expectation begins to change. So giving attention to the word of God is so important over here. Now let's go to Psalm 43, verse 5. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. So do you see what's like so many times the psalmist keeps saying these things. Okay. David keeps saying these things again and again and again. Why art thou cast down? So he battled this thing deep with depression. He did. He had a challenge. But what is the antidote? He said, give your, give your focus on God. Now, good news has a way of reviving the, the, the person. Good news has a way of reviving the person. Okay, so you'll find that the, the, once good news begins to come, then change begins to take place. I told you about the young lady, the uh, young woman who was, had battled with depression for eight years. And then when I met her and I was sharing with her, and so I was going to show her what to do the, um, through the scriptures. Okay, so while I was directing her what to read, I, I was going to put it on a three-week plan. But while I was in the middle of that, the Spirit of God moved on me and gave me a direction. When I followed that direction, instantly she was 
freed from that um, depression. She was released, and um, I just told her, I said, I can help you now. I can help you. And that by the grace of God, that she was like something that had just left her. Was that spirit of heaviness just got lifted and left her completely? And so, and when the her primary consultant um, came back from his trip and saw her on his review, he couldn't believe it. He was like, is that the same person? And he, I heard him telling someone, he said, I don't know what ever Paul did, but this young woman is changed, transformed. You could now see it from her appearance. Her face had lit up, you know. So there's something about having the right picture. There's something about having the right, right picture. And sometimes you may even think that, okay, maybe it runs in the family. But no, no, no. It ends. You, you can put an end to it. It does not have to continue. It does not have to continue. So the, the first point is what? Hope. Hope is the first thing that needs to be restored to someone battling depression. So the person needs to begin to see a good image. Sometimes it can even be a child, a grandchild, that can be brought in to bring that hope. So suddenly the person begins to see that, oh wow, something good, This um, there's something beautiful here. Okay, so that's the, the way you need to introduce hope into the situation and the, the primary career of hope is the word of God that's why I said hope in the word hope in your rhema okay so you said that they hoped in God's rhema so you keep hearing the word if there's a message that listens to you you play it again and again and again and as much as possible avoid the triggers that put you there in the first place avoid them as much as possible avoid certain tv shows that are they call them tragic comedies things that end in tragedy and all kinds of, you don't need that you don't need that because those things have a way of impacting your soul so when you're trying to get out of the pit that's not the time to be watching things that have a sad ending okay you need a if you want to watch something it should be something that has a happy ending Okay, so that's the first point. I said hope must be restored. And that hope will come in through the word of God. So as you begin to hear the word, then you can begin to read. You can even ask someone to read it to you. Just read it to you. Read one chapter. And read it. So wow. God's plans for me are good and not evil. To give me a future and a hope. So as you begin to do that, the light begins to shine. And the darkness begins to dispel. Until it brings you to a place where now your confidence is being built up again. Okay, so that's the first thing I said is what? Restoring hope. And you restore that hope through the word of God. We are going to continue in the next episode.